Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, and I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast post-game show. Uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, lose uh, yet again uh, to the Baltimore Ravens by a score of 27 to 13. And even though the Saints put up about 13 points, we all know that the game wasn't even that close. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, um, they looked like they were disinterested. Uh, they looked like they wasn't prepared. And they just looked, you know, they, they just got out physical, out coached, out man, and um, just outplayed by the Baltimore Ravens. It's just as simple as that. Um, I, I do want to say this. Um, I know a lot of you out there, Y'all came into this game thinking because what the Saints did last week was an indication of what was to come. And I've said this, and I am going to continue to say this over and over and over. I'm going to continue to say it. Y'all keep on believing that this dude (laughs) is capable of leading the Saints anywhere. I'm talking Dennis Allen. I am being 100% real with you. Dennis Allen is not a good coach. Dennis Allen is not a head coach. And as long as this dude is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, they are going to continue to fail. It's just that simple. Some guys are just really good coordinators. And then you got some guys that are just coordinators that become really good head coaches. And Dennis Allen is not a good head coach. And I'm going to just be 100. If Mickey Loomis continues to keep Dennis Allen on as a head coach, maybe the Saints need to look at him as well. Because Dennis Allen isn't the answer. And regardless of what quarterback that you put out there, it's irrelevant. Because here's the thing, folks. Dennis Allen's calling card is defense. Right or wrong? His calling card is defense. The reason why he's the head coach of the Saints is because of his ability to be able to call plays defensively. And Mickey Loomis thought that that would be the answer. And it is not. And then on top of that, not only are you inept, but your defense looks like trash too. So the same exact thing that has made you the head coach is a liability. Like, if the Saints defense was lights out and the offense was struggling just continuously, then we can be like, okay. But at the same time, you're not just a defensive coordinator anymore. You're a head coach. And this team, yet again, against stiff competition, looks unprepared. And they just got out physical, man. Like, the Baltimore Ravens, look, let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade. The Baltimore Ravens are much better than the new orleans saints much better that that may be hard for some people to accept but it's the truth it is the truth man it is the truth and i i don't want people look i look i love the new orleans saints i love this team since the age of four years old i'm 36 now i have rooted for this team but one thing you will never hear me do is just sit up there and become a fanboy just because I love this team. The reality is, this is your 2022 New Orleans Saints. 
low risk, low reward. Conservative play, we're gonna we're gonna just you know get in the field position, and even though they're kicking us, we're gonna make sure that we cover our head and make sure that they don't kick us in the head. That's kind of like what it is. And you're gonna continue to get win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, lose one. That's just what it is. As long as Dennis Allen is the coach, Dennis Allen needs to go. It's just as simple as that. It's just as simple as that. I don't want to hear nothing about no injuries. I don't want to hear about none of that. This is maybe the third or the fourth time we have seen this season this team has come into a game unprepared. And if the Saints would have just lost to the Baltimore Ravens, then I would have been like, okay, you know, cool. You know what I'm saying? Baltimore is a good team. But they got straight up mud walked. As safe fans, we can't say nothing about the Carolina Panthers. We can't say nothing about the Falcons because we in that same boat. The same boat. So, as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, they ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. And some people probably say, well, if Jameis Winston would have played in this game, they would they would have been they would have won. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. They ain't winning this. Out look. <laughs> this team is not. It, this team is smoking mirrors. Like they're good enough, but I feel like a coach has to get it out of them. And what do you do when you don't have a coach that can get it out of them? You get games like this, but. You know, we got some unsung heroes, though. You know, shouts out to Chris Olave. He was out there battling, working hard. You know, shouts out to him. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to look around. Who else played pretty hard? Mario Davis was out there playing pretty hard. That D-line did absolutely nothing. Um, Safeties did absolutely nothing. I mean, you ain't even really need the cornerbacks tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like Kenyon Drake and... Lamar Jackson just ran all over the New Orleans Saints. But the good thing about all this is, you know, you won't have to face another guy like Lamar Jackson again this season. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is no Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a league all by itself, as y'all can see. So the good news is they won't have to face somebody like this no more. And you won't have to face Lamar Jackson if he signs back with Baltimore for four years. So thank God for that. I mean, this was just not a good matchup for the New Orleans Saints. It was just not a good matchup for the New Orleans Saints. It's just that simple. Like, I know people is like Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts runs the RPO. But this season, he's been making plays more so from the pocket. Now, he, he's trying to make the plays, throwing the ball down the field more so than he actually runs. Now, he's capable of running, but not on the level of, uh, of Lamar Jackson. Um, uh, like, mm-mm, nah. But, you know, like I said, you still control your own destiny. You got to go out here and win. You know, you got to, you can't lose no more games. Like, if you do, maybe one more. But you got to win out in your division. And uh, that's the only way that you're going to be able to make the playoffs is, is to win your division. And, I mean, I don't know, folks. I mean, I, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we go from from here. You know what I'm saying? That don't involve firing Dennis Allen. 
Like, I'm serious, man. Like, all this is pointless. Like, unless until the Saints fire this clown, <laughs> you know, we're not going to go anywhere as fans. Like, we are, might as well just go ahead and just get used to it. Anybody that's just thinking, like, man, the light going to come on for Dennis Allen, it's not. Okay? Look, Dennis Allen had opportunity to resurrect or rewrite the history books about his coaching career. And as of right now, he just added on to it. Like, what more do you want? You know, what more do you want? Be nice for what says optimistic. Are you asking me, am I optimistic? Are you asking me, am I optimistic? No, I'm not. I'm as, as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach of the Saints, they ain't doing nothing. It's just that simple. It's just that simple, bro. Like, seriously. Like, I don't know what y'all want to hear. Like, I'm not, look, I ain't lying to nobody. Seriously. Like, if you want me to just blow smoke up your behind and tell you, oh, man, the Saints are going to win and keep and, and hold up your heads and everything's going to be all right. It's not. It is, it's not, man. Like, bro, the execution was bad from both sides of the football. Special teams tonight look like, I, look, I like Shahid, man, but bruh, what the hell is wrong with that boy Spikes on his shoes? This like this dude slipping and sliding all over the place. I'm look, he can make plays, but his like the special teams play tonight. I'm talking about from Gillikin with the shank punts. He been looking like trash for the last three weeks. I will concede to that. When people was asking me about three weeks ago, I was like, okay, I don't want you know criticizing. I was like, people just kind of overreacting for the shank. But he's been looking like trash. Um, Rashid Shahid tonight, when it comes to returning the punts, he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Like that, that punt that the uh, punter of the Baltimore Ravens shanked, he had, opp- he had an opportunity to feel that. But instead, a shank punt that was probably about 20-some-odd yards turned to 67 yards. This team continuously is hot and cold. And when your team is hot and cold, Look no further than the head coach. Look no further than the head coach. Seriously, man. I, I mean, it, it, it is, it's, bro. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I don't. TJ, you called out uh, D-line issues in the preseason. No sacks. And I know people, like, people were like, man, you know, like, it's just the preseason, but I ain't seen no sacks in the preseason. I ain't seen nothing in the regular season. Right? Interceptions. We ain't really seen too many in a, in a, a preseason. They ain't getting much in a regular season. So, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. Let me stroll back up a little bit. We got 373 watching this. Please hit the like button. Please hit the like button. All right. To the podium. I think we got uh, head coach and clown uh, Dennis Allen at the podium. They're sort of related. First of all, um, you didn't. you guys didn't use – uh, Taysom Hill much in those early short yardage packages. Was there anything about the matchup that, that didn't seem to favor that? No, look, I mean, you know, just like everything else, I mean, you go in with a game plan, you have some plays that you like, you know, um, and certainly when they don't work, then, you know, everybody's going to wonder why, you know, you, you did what you did. So, um, look, they they uh, they beat us tonight. You know, yeah. they beat us in a lot of different areas. And, and I was going to ask specifically about um, your offense against their defense, the, the physicality and the pressure they got on you. Is there anything yeah. that you saw that led to them having such an advantage in that area? Well, yeah, I, I think I think 
I think they um, obviously they did a good job of being able to stop the run. Uh, we, we struggled to be able to run the ball. They got their hands up, batted down a lot of passes. Um, they had some nice pressure packages that were able to get some pressure on the quarterback. So, um, again, they did a lot of good things defensively that caused us a lot of challenges. And, and uh, we've got to go back to the drawing board and uh, make some corrections and uh, be better next week. Dennis, do you feel like this the most physical team you went up against this year? Yes. I think this is a physical football team, and we knew that going in. Yeah, we, we ask you this pretty much every time you play this type of quarterback, but is there anything like that you guys feel like you, you maybe didn't do as well as you wanted to against this type of running? Well, game? look, there's a lot of challenges that go along with it, and and I was just sitting in there visiting with Mickey, you know, and I know the first question we're going to get is about, you know, the run game and things of that nature. You know, uh, I think they had about 40 minutes time of possession, and so if you allow that type of run game to stay on the field for 40 minutes in a game, um, you're going to give up some some rushing yards. Uh, I thought in the first half, I thought we we did a pretty good job uh, of of kind of minimizing that, limiting that. Um, I thought as the as the game wore on, um, I thought that's where you saw some of their you know better runs and more explosive runs. Coach. How much does a total of 48 yards hamper the game plan in terms of what you may want it to accomplish? accomplish? And how much does what? How much limited rushing yards when the running game is, if the defense is able to make the offense one-dimensional, if you will, how much does that change the play calling and impact the total game? Yeah, it makes it, it, makes it more challenging. You know, anytime you get in a position where you can't run the football and, and, and you've got to just go back and throw it, um, it, it makes it challenging. So having the ability to, you know, keep a defense off balance is is an important part of what we do. Um, th- this one seemed a little obvious, but w- how was the first touchdown uh, that Lamar Jackson threw? Was that a result of the defense sort of being sucked in by the run threat? Yeah, yeah. And, and look, that all those things are are what make what makes the things that they're able to do, you know, challenging because you got to get a bunch of hats to the ball, and uh, they did a nice job of executing there. Coach, the ability for most of the season that I've looked back on, the Ravens haven't had a the ball, at least in that many possessions, the time of possession, like you said. Is that a difference, you know, in the play call from defensively, you being a defensive guy on the setup, at least of the, the scheme? Well, I'm not sure that I totally understand the question. Um, you know, obviously – you know the the time of possession is a, is a is a factor of all phases of the game, and so uh, we did not do a good enough job on third down, um, in 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 either aspect, offensively or defensively, and I think that's what really led to their time of possession advantage. Um, you know, and, and we talked about that being a critical factor in the game is being able to convert third downs and have some efficiency offensively and then defensively when we got into third down we had to be able to get off the field and we didn't do that well enough. Dennis you mentioned the last two weeks you're committed to Andy at quarterback as long as the offense continues to perform. Does a game like this change that at all? No I think this is a this is a you know over the last whatever it's been five weeks I think our offense is as has been pretty good and, and moved the ball effectively. This was not a good game tonight. Uh you know, so uh, we'll evaluate as we move forward. But um, I'm looking at this as a, as a we had a bad day at the office offensively tonight, and, and we've got to improve from it. Do you have any 
updates on any of the injured players, Warner and McCoy? Um, no, I don't have any updates as of right now. All right, thanks. All right, so there you have it, head coach Denzel um, talking after the game, uh, talking about the uh, the loss uh, to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, giving them a lot of credit, uh, basically saying it was the most physical football team that they faced uh, this season. Uh, I'm pretty much done here. Um, go ahead and uh, hear from you all. I want to hear from the Houdan Nation about this, uh, this loss. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and put the link down in there. You know, feel free to chime in. I ask that you keep your comments to a minimum because I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be one of them shows where people have a lot to say. So let's uh, keep it at a minimum. Let's see. I mean, it ain't uh, going to matter who we put in at quarterback. We still got no turnovers on defense. Good point. But if you're not getting turnovers on uh, defense, you definitely uh, don't want to get the turnovers either. Uh, I'm not mad either. Expected this. I mean, let me see. Uh, agree with you, TJ. Man, I want to play something. I, I want to play something, man. I, look, I'm not in this business uh, to put my like, pat myself on the back and then like that. Y'all, man, I ain't how I roll. But I want to play something, man. I want to play something that I said earlier. And I'm telling you, man, like, must. See if I can pull it real quick. So let me see. Try to fast forward a little bit. This me, this was the prediction show uh that I did earlier today. And I was talking about the the uh, Baltimore Ravens I was predicting uh the the game. Okay, so I'm gonna play this. Okay, I'm gonna play this because yeah, I mean, I mean, let me play it. But Jarvis Landry more than likely is going to be coming back in this game, and he he couldn't have come back at a, a better time. Because Jarvis Landry, who is also familiar, because if you look at the Baltimore Ravens, they do really, really well when it comes to the screen game and when it comes to neutralizing running backs. I know Alvin Kamara had an outstanding week last week, but it's a whole different beast when you're going up against Patrick Queen and now Roquan Smith. Like, these guys can neutralize. I, I look at those two guys how – you know, how Devin White, you know, and, and Levante David does. You know, it's hard for any team to be able to uh, run a screen on those guys. And I feel like it's the same way when it comes to the Ravens with Patrick Queen, who's already been doing a really good job. And now you add Roquan Smith, who can run sideline to sideline as well, and also be able to get pressure on your quarterback. So Andy Dalton is going to have to step up in this game because I, I look at the Baltimore Ravens and they had 10 days to be able to scheme for this particular moment because they had a Thursday night game versus Tampa Bay. They had an extra time to go out there to find ways to neutralize Alvin Kamara. They are going to look at this game in this, in this regard. If we lose, <clears throat> Alvin Kamara is not beating us. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, uh, man, brother. From time to time, I know what the hell I'm talking about. Let me go to Keen Arthur, man. Keen Arthur, how you doing, man? Man, <clears throat> you can hear me, TJ? 
Yeah, I can hear you, man. Man, to be honest with you, I just ate me a hot pocket, bro, because that was the only thing good out of today. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie to you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why, bro. Because throughout the first month and a half of the season, you know, we was we was kind of trying to figure out is is Dennis Allen gonna galvanize the team? Is is are, are they gonna turn the condo or whatever? You hear me? But then throughout the course of the season, bro, I, I was trying to be optimistic, though. But watching what I just watched. I'm not blaming nothing on no injuries. I know they have, I know they factor in the stuff, but I ain't use, ain't no excuses, bro. I'm, I've been a fan, a Saints fan since for as long as I can remember. You 36, TJ. I'm 34, about to be 35. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been black and gold all, basically all my life. Yeah. I'm not no, I'm not no fan that's looking for moral victories. Screw, screw that. I'm, I'm not on that. We lost. We got manhandled. We got pushed around. Dennis Allen is not a head coach. I'm scared for this team, bro, because it got two, all this talent and this trash leadership. That boy is a powerpuff girl. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I don't see us being good or being able to utilize all this talent. And the window, that's the worst thing about this, TJ. Since 2017, bro, we had one of the most talented draft classes in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And probably Saints history. Yeah. You know? And I feel like it's being squandered by one, waiting too long on Drew Brees to, to replace him. And two, the offense not being able to catch up to this to this elite defense that we had over the course of the past four years, four, five years. And now you got a head coach up in here who act like he wanna be the dude's friends more than he wanna be their coach. Mm. You 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 too soft, dog. Like you soft. I I respect what you did as a defensive coordinator, but you're not a head coach, homie. They need. I don't know if they need to cut ties now. While we still kind of have a chance, but it's luckily for us the the NFC South looking like trash. I don't care if Tampa Bay won last night or whatever. They still look like trash to me. And the red the Rams gave their game away, hmm. but. I'm not. I'm all the optimism is gone, dog. I don't expect. I don't. I don't expect nothing from us this season no more, under his leadership, or lack thereof. Yeah. I mean, look, man. I told y'all, man. I've been out on Dennis Allen. I, I'm. I've been out. Like, I, I do not like. I ain't got nothing against him as a as a coordinator, but dude is terrible. Like, he's not the answer. Like. If he if Dennis Allen is the answer, you need to change the question. It's just that simple. Hey. And I look, I'm I'm over it. Like, bro, I'm like, I, I know y'all hear like a sense of calm in my voice. It's because, bro, that was I, I promise you. I said at the end of the part of the prediction, I'm like, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm gonna be God honest. There was not a thought in my mind if the Saints was to lose this game, I would have been upset. I wasn't like I'm. I'm literally watching this like I would watch a Netflix movie or something. Like, I don't know what this, like, okay, it's on. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like what I was on. Like, this team is, as long as Dennis Allen is the head coach, they're not going anywhere. I I, I hate to I hate to be the bear bad news to a lot of you uh, fans out there. They're not going anywhere. This dude can't, man, this dude is not it. They gonna win some games. They'll win some games and stuff like that and make you happy and excited and all that. Like I think they play. If I'm not mistaken, they play Pittsburgh next week. 
It wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they if they beat Pittsburgh. It wouldn't surprise me Pittsburgh. First off, they're not very good. But if you was to ask me, like, man, the Saints lost to Pittsburgh, would that surprise? No, it wouldn't. But I mean, that's <laughs> just what it is. Like for real, like, bro, we we have to like based on Dennis Allen being a head coach in New Orleans Saints, we need to uh, temper our expectations and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. hope that Mickey Loomis does the right thing at the end of the season and get this dude up out of here because he's only going to continue to set the look. Ain't nobody like you ain't about to get no free agents to help you because ain't nobody going to want to come here to play for this, this, this nonsense. So, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, me, look, as of right now, I'm being dead serious. I know this dude got fired today, but Frank Wright would be on the top of the list. For the, the next head coach in New Orleans Saints. And I know some people are like, man, he got fired. Jim Ursay is a clown. Uh, you know what I'm saying? A, 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 like, this dude just elected Jeff Saturday, a guy who has no NFL experience as his interim head coach. <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. So if you up here talking yeah, about, man, Frank Wright got fired, man. He got fired. This man just hired a dude who only had, I think, coaching experience. It's maybe some high school team somewhere. And this dude is supposed to be the new interim head coach. So Frank Wright would be at the head of my list. I don't care. Y'all can tell my man, you got fired. Look, Frank Wright is a good coach. You, Frank Wright can lead you somewhere. Dennis Allen couldn't lead you to the water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he was in a boat, I'm dead serious. But Keno, you got anything else, man? I'm going to say this, DJ. Like, man, you talked about this before the, before the season popped off, bro. We was we was iffy on Dennis Allen, and we was like, a month. That's a that's a pretty good sample size to gauge what a coach could do. Would you agree? Five six games, bro. We not only do we have five six games, but we, we got, got nine, game. bro. We got another <laughs> we got another three years in Oakland to evaluate that on. And I don't feel bad about this, King Arthur, because here's the reality: half of the fan base of the New Orleans Saints are still evaluating Jameis Winston based on 2019. So if y'all can do that, why can't we add that on with Dennis Allen? So if you add on to an aptitude in Oakland, oh, okay, I get a benefit of the doubt. But you're doing the same thing with a well-oiled machine? What is the Saints organization? Nah, bro. Nah. Get this dude off my (laughs) sidelines. King Arthur, I'm I'm dead serious, bro. Get this clown off my sidelines. Straight up. Hey, bro, that boy can leave. That boy can leave my uniform and his key card at the at Bruh. the at the, uh, at the entrance, dog. I don't like, bro. I tried to give you, I tried to give you a, a pass, bro. I tried to tried to be optimistic, bro. But one thing I know about football, from just from being a martial artist, from playing football growing up, from playing basketball growing up, you cannot have somebody who is not an alpha dog as your leader. You hmm. cannot. You you can't be passive and expect to get the best out of your teams, bro. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna let you go, TJ. I know you got a lot of people waiting, bro. But like I said, bro, like you said, it's, it's gonna be up and down for the rest of the season. And and I honestly was one of those people who was like, oh, they only giving us a shot to win seven, eight games this year. Oh, I'm gonna go bet the over on that quick, just hmm. just off the talent level, because it remind me of like how Melo was in the league. You can have terrible coaching, but talent is going to win you some games just because it's talent. But if you ain't got no real leadership, bro, you ain't going nowhere. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And I'm just going through the motions at this point, bro. Yeah. 
I mean, it is what it is, man. Ken Arthur, I appreciate the call. Call back anytime, man. All right, big dog. Yeah. I, I see some people, man, before I get to uh, Jerry, I see some people that's talking about they, they, they loan Frank Wright. Let me go ahead and make this very, very clear for y'all. All right. When you have an owner, when you have an owner who continues to want to be in the forefront, wants to be like a Jerry Jones type, it's hard for a coach to be able to do the things that he wants to do. In order, like, they have a lot of really good coaches out there who don't really get a fair chance because the ownership is so heavily involved. People will say that Frank Reich is not a, a good head coach, but yes, he was. But what are you supposed to do when the Indianapolis coach, after Andrew Luck decided to step down, you did not want to go out here and try to get yourself a franchise quarterback. Instead, you want to sweat to the oldies, Richard Simmons style, by going out here getting Phillip Rivers and getting Matt Ryan. So you want to muster up the talents of some quarterbacks from yesteryear to try to bring you some type of, you know what I'm saying, division championships. That, that's what they were asking him to do. Frank Wright is not only a good coach, but he's a good developer of the quarterback. Notice I said developer of the quarterback. I didn't say established quarterbacks, right? Carson Wentz, when he was in Indianapolis, even though Jim Ursay didn't like him, Carson Wentz threw for 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. The best years of... Carson Wentz's career came under the tutelage and a coaching of a Frank Wright. You can say whatever you want. Philadelphia Eagles aren't winning no Super Bowl without Frank Wright. Frank Wright had Carson Wentz on an MVP level before he tore everything in his leg, and he was the same person that had Nick Foles as a quarterback, had him being a Super Bowl MVP. So for everybody out here talking about, man, no, no, not Frank, not Frank, Turn your damn TV off and stop listening to these talking heads trying to justify him getting fired. Jim Ursay is a clown. I mean, go back. He's well documented. How many times has this dude got, you know what I'm saying, splizzed off that liquor and just start talking out his ass? But yet, that's the dude that y'all supposed to be, you know what I'm saying, saying, oh man, Frank Wright ain't a good coach because Jim Ursay fired him. Man, knock it off. Knock it off. Frank Wright can coach my team to ma. Put Frank Wright in in an organization. Put Frank Wright in an organization that allows him to do the things that he wants to do. And let's see where we at. Man, put Frank Wright as my head coach right now. And I guarantee you, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. If you sitting up here listening, well, ESPN said, well, first thing first said, if you if you starting off with that, are you giving me talking points that you heard from, from them talking heads that just sit up there in them boardrooms and have them little talks and stuff like that about how they're going to tick you off today? Miss me with that. Frank Wright can coach my football team. And I hope Mickey Loomis does the right thing so we can get ourselves a head coach instead of playing around it, it, with with Dennis Allen setting our organization back about 15, 20 years. Oh, but we about to go to uh, we about to go to Jerry, man. Jerry, how you doing, man? 
what's up, TJ? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I appreciate you for uh chiming in, man. Hey, Jerry, oh, before, you, hey, before you chime in, man, I want to thank uh the boardroom for $5 says we need to call up Jamie Foxx and try him at quarterback. Really, <laughs> beaming. I keep the ladies. <laughs> and I'm a fan. I got screaming. You think you defeat me? Yo, no, <laughs> call Willie Beeman up. Call call up somebody. Shoot. Oh my God. I'm I'm sorry, TJ, but sometimes sometimes as a Saints fan, you can't help but laugh. Man, you yeah, just nah. can't help but laugh. You can we lose a game, <laughs> even if we win a game. Sometimes you just gotta laugh and, and let the good times grow, bro. Hmm. You just gotta let the good times roll, bro. Yeah. I, I know. I saw, but I, I didn't see the I didn't see the first half of the game because, like I said, I was at church earlier because we started our fall revival. So, oh, you ain't you ain't missed nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 you didn't miss much. Okay, but no, you no, got no, the no. you got the word, man. So that, that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> But no, but no, seriously, but uh, but I, but I did have the Saints app on my phone, and I had to had the game on the radio in the car, so. So mm. that way, so like you said, I ain't gonna miss anything until I got mm. home and see it on the big screen. So hey, mm. yep, it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> you ain't lying. Bro, ain't about to let them boys but, upset but, me. Uh, who that nation? <laughs> but who that nation? TJ. I but, but, uh, well, first off, TJ, you called it in your uh in your prediction show uh, uh earlier earlier Monday morning. You called mm. it and you said you picked the Ravens to beat to beat the Saints, and that's exactly what we saw. We only lost by two touchdowns, hmm. and I know, and I knew when that last uh, Ravens touchdown was what happened. I knew the game was already going to be over. I already, <laughs> I already, already, already felt that. Yeah. But who that nation? I know everybody's p- angry and pissed off. I, I get it, but. I'm still I'm all right because I mean like I like TJ say I ain't missed nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. Kirk Cousins' <laughs> replay on the Manning cast of his gritty had more swag than the entire team's performance. You ain't lying. They, sure they ain't got. They, I mean, look, I, like I said, man, this team hot and cold, man. They hot <laughs> and cold. Like I, I look one week they look like they world beaters, but you know, hey, next I, week I, they looking like they did tonight. Hey, TJ, let me let me tell you this, like my father always tell me, because me and him discussed about this Saturday while we was out eating. I told him he told he always say every week can change the season. Hmm. I don't care if you play on a Thursday night, I don't care if you play on Sunday, I don't care if you play on a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Every week can change the season. I mean, look at what happened last week. We gave we gave the Raiders a donut. 24 nothing last week because we played uh, and we almost had a complete game last week. But coming into this game and the Baltimore Ravens, God bless them, they played a whole lot better than us. Man, I'm yeah. talking about offense and defense. Man, they got they got they got mud walk, bro. Like the Saints got mud walk. They got slapped around. Like they got punked. It, it's been a while. Like honestly. <clears throat> I didn't see the Saints. <clears throat> I didn't see them lose games, but I ain't never seen them get punked like this. Like I have, like I think the one time, like I can really just think vividly that the Saints just got punked out was it was a Monday night game versus the Seattle Seahawks, and that's when like 
that was like their culmination game. You remember like when the Saints played New England mm-hmm. and they just completely shut down Brady? It was back in 2009. And like when they just, like they beat New England so bad they took Brady out the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Seattle did to the Saints on Monday night in Seattle. Like, but mm-hmm. they end up winning the Super Bowl just like the Saints. That, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen the New Orleans Saints get slapped around. I can go back to a Sunday night football game when they played the Denver Broncos one night. They got oh, lit up oh, there. Bro, oh. it's been like, I'm telling you, it's been, I know. Like, that's like 2012. Sean Payton wasn't even a coach, ironically. No, I remember it's been a minute. That Bonnegate crap. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. It, it's been a minute, Jerry. Like, it's been a minute since I seen, like, seen them, like, play with no heart, no swag, no, like, even in their losses, like, you seen them, like, trying to fight. Right, trying to battle back, but this team, like right now, it's like they just it's just like they concede to losing, they even with that field goal. I'm like, bro, y'all down by like two touchdowns, like go for it on four down, like something at least score a a touchdown before halftime. Don't try to do all some crazy stuff, bro. But oh man, my goodness, that's that's another thing I want to tell you right now. Oh man, that field goal, look, field goals will not win a game. The field goals will not win you a game. Tell the only time the field goal can be won (laughs) is if if it's like five seconds, like in the fourth quarter, or if the game going to overtime. That's the only time. That is the only time that that field goals do matter. But, but 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 if you down by like two touchdowns, bro, you gotta score touchdowns, bro. Hmm. Field goals ain't gonna cut it hmm. at all. You ain't lying. Not no, not half, not not now, not ever. Yeah, I, look. Well, you didn't mention that 2012 game because I mean, because uh, I got news for you. When that when when the, when the Denver Broncos were hard ass out there. And kept scoring and scoring on on New Orleans. I just cut the game off and went on went on the bed and went to sleep. Man, you ain't lying. I, mean, I, well, I was, <laughs> man, I was so because if they kept scoring, I was like, oh man, I already knew it was over. I already knew it was over. Bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I, look, I remember where I was at. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, so I, I know I never forget. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was a manager. I was managing CVS Pharmacy in Garland, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I had to work late that night. Mm-hmm. And we had some TVs up in that thing. You know what I'm saying? So I popped the TV open. I made it a display, quote unquote. And I got an antenna. And I'm watching the game. Because mm-hmm. I ain't get off to like midnight. So I'm watching this game. Bruh. Yeah. Hey. Man, I, hey, around the fourth quarter, that TV was bagging a box. And that antenna was bagging a box. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, let me get up out of here. Because this is like... Uh, this ain't it, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Like Joe, I think Joe Vitt was the interim coach at the time. But he was, he was. Yeah. But uh, Jerry, man, I got, I got uh, a few more uh, call, well, call I got to get to, and I got to read some comments, man. But thank you so much, man, and uh, I appreciate you calling in. No call problem. back anytime, man. No problem, TJ. And once again, shouts out to everybody in the chat. Look, I know, I know, we lost again. Uh, who that nation? But, but, but I mean, we, I mean. We're not going to talk about playoffs right now because right now they ain't even playoffs. thinking about, about it right playoffs? now. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just want to win a game. Right. Really? <laughs> you ain't lying. Literally, <laughs> I just want to win a game. That's all I, no, I want. Just win a game. 
That's all we want. All I want to do is win a game or two. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do, man. We'll talk again on the next time. Y'all be blessed. Love you all. All right, man. God bless you too, man. Take it easy. All right, be blessed, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) All I want to do is win a game or two. All I want to do is win a game or two. Hey, man, look, I think it is appropriate that we hit this joint right here, man. Let me tell you a story about a coach with an 8 and 28 record. He had an opportunity to change the way the NFL world would look at him forever. But listen. And I also think it's appropriate that we play this. two hits right now you know what i'm saying just be good to my team and also turf toe that, that that's some uh that's some fan favorites right there all right but we about to go to b mac b mac how you doing man well what up fam 
man what's going on man man i uh <laughs> I, i'm at a loss of words today I, you know and i will say this i might even have disappointed man my expectations for this team have um you know completely changed you know the last three or four weeks or so you know what i'm saying so i, I my expectations are very low you know going forward so low low i, I don't know <laughs> man it's it's um you know you still want to see your team win but um yeah you know i it's just the expectations are different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, look, oh man, when we think about when this season first began and we started like drafting Chris Olave, like we start seeing like stuff the Saints didn't normally do. Like normally we look at our phone, Saints sign Cam Meredith or the Saints sign Kevin yeah. White. You right. know, we finally get a guy that everybody just like, yeah, he a beast. And then you add the honey badger, we all happy. They finally right. start drafting LSU players. And look where we are today, man. November man, look, 7th. I, I, I completely agree with King Arthur when yeah. they were saying, uh, I think our win totals for this season were like, I think it's like seven and a half. And I was about to drop some bread on that. Cause I'm, it's no way we win under seven and seven games. It's, it's no way. Yeah, I completely, I, I couldn't see it, bro, it, at all. And yeah. uh, it's just like, what, what did they know that I didn't know? Like, yeah. it, I guess it was DA. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to close the door on DA. I really wanted to give him a season, you know, a complete season, just to see what he can do. And I think I'm at the point now the door's open. Like, let's let's move him, bro, because, like, what can he do? You know what I'm saying? I, the, the not, offense, not a damn thing. The, the defense is, has taken completely a step back, mm-hmm. at least this week. You know, I mean, they showed us a little something last week. But, you know, the defense is not what we expected them to be. The offense is ridiculously conservative. And you can't win like that, specifically if your defense is a dominating. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's the biggest – one of the biggest disappointments is – how conservative we're playing and um offensively i i you know i man i'm just at a loss bro you know what i'm well, saying I, well, I'm, well, I'm really like, let me like let me let me let me um let me kind of clear something up and you know i, I want to make this clear all right tonight i don't feel like it's an indication on what the defense is capable of doing going forward mm-hmm. this like i'm telling man bro I know y'all look at this dude and y'all y'all look at Lamar Jackson like, okay, man, this is Lamar Jackson. Okay, you stop him from running. This dude, like, I'm telling you, take a take a quarterback, create a player on Madden, give him the speed of 99, right? Give him the run, you know what I'm saying? On the run pass 99. Man, look like I'm I'm telling you, did you see that play when Cam Jordan had to him by the like had him? Right. He ripped away from Cam Jordan. He fumbles the ball. Pick it up. He picks it up, rolls to his <laughs> right, and throws a dime. Like, yeah. how can any – like, seriously, at that particular point, how can anybody really honestly believe that they had what, like, had what it took to win this game? That's Did true. Did y'all not see that? Like, I'm – That's bruh, true. When I seen that play, and then you also look at that play when they – I think it was like a third and one – and he made like about four guys miss. You had Malcolm Roach out there like a linebacker. Like, I'm man, it's like, bro, there there comes a time when you see a player and he's like a once in a lifetime talent. 
And it, no matter if you scheme for him, no matter like how what type of defense you have coming for him, he's just that good. That's true. Like it, it was like that a couple years ago with Patrick Mahomes. Right. Bruh, he threw a dime in the back of the end zone, like the far left side of the end zone to Nico Hartman. I remember it, that. it was like, bruh. Great he probably defense. like the only quarterback in, in history that can make that pass. Probably him yep. and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Sometimes you just got to look at like something that's great and just appreciate it. And I'm just like, I, I know people down right now, but the Saints, like they play next week. I'm telling you, the Saints can like the Saints can win next week versus Pittsburgh because Kenny Pickett, even though too. Kenny Pickett, he's a, you know what I'm saying? He's a talented guy, but he ain't running out the pocket like Lamar. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like some of those plays that Lamar escaped from, Kenny Pickett probably going to take that sack. Bro, so all it, I'm saying is that let's not like let's not just look at this like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like the defense was just like, bro, this could have been like the top defense in the league, and he still probably would have did this to them. We traditionally struggle with quarterbacks like Lamar, yeah, with their offensive scheme. Right? Is it really that hard to stop these guys? Like Da is a great defensive mind. I, I'm, I'm going to give him that. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Like I said, I'm, I wasn't ready to move away from him. I'm not 100% ready to move away. But is it really that hard to stop Lamar? Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it really that hard to scheme up? These dudes don't go 16-0, 17-0, and 17-0 every year. People beat these guys. Why can't we right. come up with something yep. that can stop yep. these type of quarterbacks, this, this, this type of offense? I don't, I you don't know, get it, bro. I, I I don't understand that either. And, and you, you, you like you 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 say it, you know what I'm saying? A fair that's that's a fair statement to make because if you're looking at this team, it's like okay, okay, they they lose to Pittsburgh, they lose to you know what I'm saying? Like they lose to like some of the other AFC teams. I mean, they lost to the Giants. Right. So my my only thing is my only thing is this: it's not so much of what he did tonight. Is what the Saints didn't do tonight. This mm-hmm. was like this was like what the Saints have been doing all season that has worked or possibly doesn't work. Play into the hands of the Baltimore Ravens. Like the Baltimore Ravens came into this game knew that the Saints were conservative. Like, and the crazy thing about this, B Mac, I don't know if the Saints would have won this game tonight, but if Jameis Winston probably would have been a quarterback, it probably would have been more interesting. Because he would have threw the ball down the field. Right. Like, you look like on a third and one, they had 11 in the box. It was like, I think it was like the first or the second quarter. They had 11 guys (laughs) in a box on a third and one. What's that telling you? Y'all about to run it. And we're going to try to stop y'all from running. They did not respect Andy Dalton. And they did not respect the Saints passing game. Justifiably so. So, I feel like if Jameis probably would have played in this game, I don't know if they would have won, but it probably would have made it more interesting because you would have had to respect it. And my thing about it is, have they watched tape? Why aren't, like, for I, I want to say I counted at least five or six times Marcus Peters was on Chris Olave. Yeah. Marcus Peters, like, he, he, he okay, you know what I'm saying, cornerback. But if you try to go deep, it's, it's two things that's about to happen with Marcus Peters. It's going to be a pass interference or it's going to be a touchdown. Right. And yet they played in man coverage at least about five or six times while I seen him and Chris Olave. And I'm like, what? I'm like, every time like he was like in man coverage with Chris Olave for the most part, is rather Chris Olave got a couple yards or he got a first down. 
Why aren't y'all exp- exploiting that? I, I just don't know. Uh, B Mac, you got anything else, man? Uh, one other thing, bro. Uh-huh. Um, well, Taysom, I, I don't know why we weren't utilizing Taysom today. I don't know if we if we covered this already in the uh, you know, this this afternoon, but like, where was him? This dude is a weapon, and I feel like I maybe seen him touch the ball once, maybe I missed some other times he touched the ball, but right. where was Taysom? One you know one dimensional, saying? one dimensional. Like like the thing. This is the craziest thing about it. Taysom Hill is not like okay, technically, quote unquote, he's a quote unquote tight end, but we know he can throw the football. Right. And the thing about it is like, it's like when the Saints realize, oh well, we can't run today. That's that's what B Mac. That's why I don't like like this is this is what frustrates me about this team. They can see so quick. Like, right. if they feel like it ain't working, man, it ain't working. Well, let's just try to throw the ball all over the place. Like, man, this the personality of this team reflects the head coach. And, right. that, and like, that's what that's one of the main reasons why I don't want this dude on my sidelines. Because everybody on his team mirrors his personality. That conservative personality that he has. Like, it just, man, it just frustrates me. Like to see this team, and I know that this like the the way that they played last week was a Sean Payton team, like the way they were slapping five and flying all around the field and playing loose. This like this was the quintessential Dennis Allen football team, bro. And right. like I said, man, look, the season is what it is. It made the playoff, don't make playoff, whatever. But I want this dude off my sidelines. Simple as that, man. But B-Mac, yeah. man, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the call. Yes, sir. All right, take it easy. All right. Yeah. I, I just want I want this dude off my sidelines. It's just that simple. Real Talk Brass, thank you very, thank you very much for the $2. Says, if you don't make a 90s R&B music video for Turf Toe. <laughs> hey, man, we, we make the hits over here, man. We, we, we uh, do the remixes over here. Jameis still might be hurt. Yeah, he probably would, but I'm just saying, like, it would have made it interesting. Like I said, I don't know if they would have won because that pass rush was, like, slapping them boys around. But I guarantee you Jameis wouldn't have been flirting with 180 yards around the fourth quarter before Jawan Johnson touchdown. I can tell you that right now. Like, Jameis would have threw that thing down the field. And I just think that 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 would have that would have helped. Like I said, I don't think they would have won. I still don't, but it would have made it interesting. Would have made it more interesting than what it actually was. Honestly, I think the Saints' offensively uh, offensive philosophy is trash. Uh, Jerry, I don't think that the offensive philosophy is trash. I think the the person that they have running the offensive <laughs> offense is trash. All right. Um, Andy Dalton is not going to lose you a game. Well, he ain't gonna win you no game either. Like if if you have a lead, Andy Dalton will keep your lead. He, you know what I'm saying? He might add to it, maybe a three pointer, maybe a touchdown every now and then. But he's not going to win you nothing. He not. He he is not going to win you nothing. It, it's just that simple. Like it, it, he ain't winning you nothing. Andy Dalton won't win you a doggone thing. It's just that simple. You know, but and then the thing like man, how many passes did we see down the field? 
How many passes did we see down the field, man? That's all I want to know. Somebody, somebody uh answer that question for me. Cause I'm honestly, I didn't see too many passes down the field. Maybe y'all saw it, but I I mean I didn't. And the thing, like I said, the 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 Baltimore Ravens defense did not respect Andy Dalton. They didn't respect him. They had zero respect for him. They like, okay, we're gonna take away Alvin, the person we do respect, and we dare. We dare you to win this game with an Andy Dalton. And guess what? They couldn't get the job done. They couldn't get the job done. And look where they are now. Three and six. And what, they're a game back? They're a game back. <laughs> man, this is, this is terrible, man. This is terrible. It, it, man, the way that this dude has our team, man, this is just, this is horrible. You want him in a boot, not uh, sidelines. I agree. Andy Dalton was getting sacked. Man. Even like, okay, all those people out there that's trying to justify Andy Dalton. I don't know if you actually watch Joe Buck and Troy Eggman. Why would you want to do that, by the way? Instead of watching the Manning cast. But Sean Payton was on the Manning cast. Even Sean Payton, Sean Payton said, he said, Andy Dalton's cadence is terrible. Like, he, that's, this is Sean Payton, like all the Andy Dalton supporters out there. I support Andy as long as he's the quarterback, whatever, whoever the quarterback is, I support him. But all those people that's dying on a hill in the name of Andy Dalton, Sean Payton said that his cadence was trash. That's that was Sean Payton's words. That was Sean Payton's words. The same Sean Payton that everybody swears by. That is what he said. Bruh, I know it. I know people want to see Andy Dalton succeed. I do too, because I love his team. But between, like I'm telling you, Dennis Allen, <laughs> Dennis Allen, Andy Dalton. This ain't it. This ain't it, bro. This ain't it. Now, two things can happen here. This could be an indication of what's the possibly can come, which is terrible football, or this can just be an outlier. Like, okay, we face Lamar Jackson. He a beast. Time to move on, on to Pittsburgh. I mean, I don't know, but I, I do know this. I do know this, but if the New Orleans Saints are going to go anywhere, <laughs> they cannot. They they cannot play a game like they did tonight. They cannot. Some people are talking about man, Andy Dalton. Will he get benched? No, he won't. Andy Dalton will be out there against Pittsburgh next week. And maybe they need to go on the road because clearly they can't win at home and they have a really good record on the road. So maybe they need to go away to Pittsburgh and maybe wear some different uniforms other than black. And, you know, maybe put on the all white uniforms, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, don't disrespect the color rush because, you know, when you play with color rush on, you normally win. So don't disrespect the, don't disrespect the uh, color rush jerseys, but put on the all white (laughs) and go out there to Pittsburgh 
and maybe run the football, you know, maybe Pittsburgh, or, you know, be able to give you a win so you can feel good about yourself. I don't know, maybe Andy Dalton, you know, playing on a little bit of grass and maybe familiar with Heinz Field, maybe your channel is in a Cincinnati Bengals. And I think they playing at 12 o'clock. So this should be a good time for Andy Dalton. You know, Andy Dalton is not built for the primetime lights. And I look, I don't feel bad about saying this because if you looked at the record, Andy Dalton hasn't won a primetime game since 2014. That was eight years ago. So maybe the the early game, you know, he has a, a good night's sleep and he's able to do the, some of the same things he normally does. Hey, you know, maybe they'll be able to win a game. Who knows? But I digress. Uh, Dennis Allen and Andy Dalton is is Sean Payton and Drew Brees are ghosts. Of course they are. I mean, look, hindsight is 2020. All right. Um, Sean Payton, Drew Brees are on the Mount Rushmore of New Orleans Saints. All right. They they're on a, they are on the Mount Rushmore. Right. Uh, Dennis Allen couldn't even make it to where where is the Mount Rushmore? Is it in South Dakota? They he couldn't even he couldn't even gas up his car to get to South Dakota. Right. That that's the way I like. I don't feel bad about this at all. I don't. I do not feel bad. Like some people, are like man, I, I I get emails, DMs, man, man, why are you so hard on this? Because he he's not the answer. He's not the answer, man. And like I said, I take no pride in saying this. I don't. Like I want this dude to succeed. I said at the beginning of the season when he got hired, man, he has the opportunity to change the narrative. I'm rooting for him. But look, if it walked like a duck, well, waddles like a duck flaps like a duck sounds like a duck is not a kodiak bear it's a duck and dennis allen is a duck that's what he is it's obvious he is not just like like just like todd bowles in tampa just like josh mcdaniel in las vegas they're not good coaches they're good coordinators you put them in on a team as a coordinator your team will be successful because all they have to do is focus on that particular side of the ball. But leading men, getting them to buy into your system, getting them to buy in that they can actually win, hails to the nah. What Bishop Bowwinkle at? Hell no, to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, man. Flash says it don't matter anymore. We're not a good football team. We going six and eleven this offseason. Going to be crazy. Everybody's getting traded. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. The Indianapolis Colts. They need a coach, right? Um, Carolina. Even though this is a long shot, they need a coach. Some other team out there is going to fire their coach, and they're going to need one probably the Chargers. So even though the New Orleans Saints don't have a first-round pick and the way that they're playing right now is going to set up a really good pick for the Philadelphia Eagles so the rich keep getting richer, they still have an opportunity to be able to get a first-round pick because they got Sean Payton. And Sean Payton wants to coach. I mean, he wants to coach. Sean Payton wants to coach. 
I don't care what anybody says. Like you can, like if you looked at that man in Kansas and don't come away from Sean Payton wants to go, like Sean Payton watching the New Orleans Saints, like you can tell he was mad. He looked as if he still had that visor on with the Fleur de Lee logo on there. He is invested and dialed in. And he probably asking himself, what the hell did I do to this organization? Because, I mean, that, that is his coaching tree, right? Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, that is his coaching tree. So, and some people say, man, a team ain't going to give up a first-round pick for, for Sean Payton. Man, please. Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds in football. And I'm telling you, look, I'm happy that the Chargers beat the Falcons. And it was funny. But... I'm rooting for the Falcons. I mean, I'm rooting for the Chargers, rather. Hell no, I'm not rooting for Falcons. Rooting for the Chargers to, to lose. This, like, I hope they don't make the playoffs because they're going to end up firing their coach, and I feel like that's the best situation. I mean, Arizona is like a dark horse, but I'm really rooting for the Chargers to fail. Like, I'm serious. I want them to fail because that is the team I feel like that will be more intriguing. Number one, Sean Payton actually bought a home in Los Angeles. Now, it's because he works for Fox Sports, and they're based out of Los Angeles, but it will give him opportunity not to be able to move. He can be right there, and he can coach a Los Angeles team, which is high profile. And he has a a quarterback that he can be his quarterback for the next 10 or 12 years in Justin Herbert. So I'm rooting for the Chargers to fail. I'm rooting for them boys to fail so they can be desperate enough to call up the New Orleans Saints and say, hey, we got a first-round pick this year and next year. And and I want people to understand this. Like, man, ain't nobody going to give up them first-round picks. Look, think about this. The Chargers have their franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. They have a franchise running back in – Austin Eckler, right? You still have Keenan Allen out there and Mike Williams, and you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So if the New Orleans Saints want their first-round pick, somebody tell me what exactly do they need. They got their pass rush up front. They got their linebacker, you know what I'm saying, on the second level, and they got Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, on you know what I'm saying, on the third level. So – Somebody tell me why in the world wouldn't the Chargers be interested in trying to get the rights to Sean Payton? That is the best spot. I'm telling y'all, if you want to root for a team to lose, I know you want to root for the Falcons to lose. I'm with you. I know you want to root for the Bucks to lose. I'm with you. But I am rooting for the Chargers to fail. I'm serious. I'm rooting for the Chargers to fail because – I feel like they will be the team that will call up the Saints and the Saints will be able to get their first pick this year and next year. I don't think you're going to get that with Denver. Even though Denver got a first-round pick because of, of Bradley Chubb going to Miami. If you're a Saints fan, in my, in my honest opinion, you should be rooting for the Chargers to fail. It's just that simple. That's who I'm rooting for. 
Uh, that, that is who I'm rooting for to fail. The Los Angeles Chargers. Arizona, I feel I feel like that's like I said, that's a dark horse because you got Kyler Murray. And it seems like to me, like when you listen to Sean Payton, he normally like refers to like Arizona and stuff like that. But I feel like Justin Herbert would be the perfect quarterback for Sean Payton's system. And you can you can bring Dennis Allen and, and P. Carmichael with you and make the New Orleans Saints on the West Coast. Uh, give Sean Payton a good young quarterback. He had Jameis Winston looking like prime Drew Brees. Uh, as a Buccaneers fan, I was kind of disappointed in Andy Dalton tonight. <laughs> he has some good games for the Saints lately. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people echo those sentiments. They need a young receiver uh, online. Uh, well, who are we talking about here? Are we talking about the Chargers or are we talking about the Saints? Two first, two second, and a third, plus Joey Bosa for Sean. Man, and that ain't happening, Jaleel. I can I can get you with you with two first. And you might even be able to get Derwin James in the process because Derwin James is a good safety, but he's been injury prone. I mean, how many times has he missed? <laughs> he's been out for the year with an injury. So you might get Derwin James. That That's not out the realm of possibility, but you ain't getting Joey Bosa. That ain't happening. Joey Bosa is a cornerstone player, so you, you're not getting him. Man, the owners need to get rid of that turf. Yeah, a lot of people have been complaining about the turf. I think they need to get grass. I agree with that. I think all stadiums and domes need grass. The Chargers are going to fail, and Joe Lombardi is already there. Well, like I said, you got Joe Lombardi. That's a good point, Mario. So you already you you can you can build up the 09 Saints <laughs> in Los Angeles. Dalton is what I thought he was. I said it. Dalton is not going to win you games. And for the most part, he's not going to lose you games. And that's not a good thing. Another dark uh, horse team for Sean Payton, the Broncos. Yeah, but the Broncos, I think the Saints would need some players in return. All right? Because you already gave up a couple of years of your first-round pick. So all the thing they can offer you, Derek, is a first-round pick that belongs to the Miami Dolphins. That's not really going to be appealing because there's a chance that the Miami Dolphins might end up winning the East especially if Josh Allen misses a couple of weeks. You know, I mean, he has a uh, UCL injury with his elbow. So we'll see, though. We'll see. I told y'all not to get hyped about the Raider win. I mean, I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't. We need uh, to look and draft in a quarterback next year, uh, first round or not. Well, I tell you what, there's a couple things that I'm, I'm looking forward to. Okay, if the Saints, let's just say, for example, hypothetically, uh, if the Saints don't get any trades, Sean Payton be like, I love TV, I want to stay with Fox, and I like what I'm doing, yada, yada, yada. Then you will have to find yourself possibly looking, if you don't have any quarterbacks that you're in love with that can possibly fall to you in the second round, you have to look around the league. So, we got 437 people watching this right now. I ask that you hit the like button. But let's go ahead and just look at this. Let's go ahead and look at this. Who is in the league right now that can you can look at and be like, okay, I can see him playing for the Saints. You know, they can help the Saints win. Let's look. Okay, uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? We already know Trey Lance. He's well, done for the season, right? He's done. He's out. 
So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a free agent. Would you like to see Jimmy Garoppolo in New Orleans? Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback. One of those, to me, Andy Dalton types. He's not going to win you the game. Well, he might win you a couple games, but he's not going to relatively lose you the game. We already in this position right now, so I think some people would probably say, nah, I don't think so, right? Um, if the Detroit Lions continue to be on the path that they're on, even though they beat Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay is terrible right now. But let's just say, for example, Detroit Lions continue to do what Detroit does, which is lose, right? I'm pretty sure that they probably move on from Jared Goff. Would you like to see Jared Goff as the Saints quarterback? I would. I mean, Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. I think that, you know, he's talented. He can make all the throws, you know? I mean, he's a, he went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Didn't win it, but he was there. I mean, it was off, you know, off us, but he was there. I wouldn't mind seeing Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff would be a decent quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. But I still am very high on Tyler Huntley or Hunley out of Utah, who plays backup quarterback for Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. That's my guy. He's a guy that can make all the throws. He can, you know, he can run and scramble if he needs to. And, you know, that, that's, that's just the way I look at it. Like, Tyler Huntley is one of those guys I feel like you can build a team around. But, once again, Dennis Allen don't need to be nowhere around him. Like, I feel like if you're going, if you're going to get yourself a young quarterback, you need to have a coach that can be able to be a whisperer to him. Jared Goff can come into your system. But if you remember, Jared Goff was an effective quarterback with Sean McVay. And, you know, they used to make a big deal about Jared Goff and Sean McVay talking to one another until, you know, the last 15 seconds because that's when the audio shuts off, right? You have to shut off the audio from the coach to the quarterback 15 minutes before, I mean, 15 minutes, 15 seconds before the play uh, actually starts. So he was able to put him in the position, okay, go here with the ball. If you see this, you know, then decide to go here. You know, like that's that's just what it was. So if you had like a quarterback whisperer, like a Frank Reich, and I'm going to continue to say this, like a Frank Reich, then you can have a quarterback like a Jerry Goff, like a Tyler Huntley. That, that's, those are the guys that I feel because if Sean Payton doesn't come back, then what? And even if he, even if you do get a first round draft pick, hey, who, it, it, is it going to be a top ten? Is it going to be a top fifteen? Are you comfortable with the fact that oh, my quarterback will fall to me and fit with and you know with the fifteenth pick? Oh, he'll fall to me with the nineteenth pick. I don't know about that, man. So if you're not getting a quarterback like you know like a Bryce Young, like a C.J. Stroud. You know, like some of these other young quarterbacks out here. Yeah, you might as well just try to find one. Tyler Huntley is a restricted free agent, which means a team can contact his agent and be like, hey, you know, we want to offer him three years, whatever, a million dollars, all right? And the Baltimore Ravens has to have to counter that. And if they don't counter that, then 
that means that all his rights go to that respected team. But once again, if you're going to do that, you're going to have to move on from Dennis Allen, which I feel like you should do anyway. You know, we need an established offensive coach as a head coach and a respected DC. I bet you Jimmy G can take the Saints to the playoffs if Mike T started playing again. Guys, he just wants attention. Ignore him. I don't know what we're talking about here. Hendon Hooker can fall to the second round. I don't know about that. Like, let's not base let's not base this draft trajectory on the last game that he played. Because I seen people was like, man, I was like, man, I can see Hendon Hooker as the Saints quarterback. Man, what you talking about? What you talking about? I'm talking about the dude that played for several weeks before the game against George. That's what I'm talking about. But of course. Anytime a guy start losing or, you know what I'm saying, like he don't throw for full 500 yards, all of a sudden, like we don't want him no more. It's like he just loses talent. It's like Space Jam when when the Martians just zap all your talent out. Hennon Hooker is a really good quarterback. And for the most part, the probably the reason why they weren't successful is because he wasn't trying to force the ball down the field. Hell, isn't that one of the main issues that's plaguing the New Orleans Saints right now? quarterback's not making the best decision so i like him i like him he runs when necessary he throws when the pass is there he ain't trying to he's not trying to throw it down the field with all this unnecessary stuff i like the dude and if we're talking about and if we're talking about moving on like i wouldn't mind having him as the quarterback i I wouldn't like, we want all that flash and pizzazz and all that kind of stuff there. And he, and he gives you that. But at the same time, he gives you a, a very smart quarterback play, too. He gives you very smart quarterback play. We're going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here. says, I think you uh, get your franchise quarterback, whether it's the draft or free agency, and get your head coach when, it, when that happens. I want Frank Reich. I'm telling you all right now. I want Frank Reich, and I want – if, if you can't get a first-round pick, I want Tyler Huntley as a quarterback. That's who I want. That is who I want. I feel like this dude has a really good skill set. You put this dude with the right head coach who can let him help him see the field, you win in some football games. His ability to run, his ability to scramble, and, you know what I'm saying, he can throw on the run, and he has a really good deep ball. If you ain't seen Tyler Huntley play, go back and, and look – at, at some of his highlights or just go ahead and watch it you know what I'm saying play against the green bay packers last year and you tell me if you wouldn't want this dude on your football team that 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 is what that is what that is what i want i want frank wright <laughs> and i want tyler huntley period like that, that that's that's what i feel like will help the new orleans saints and i don't know if uh Vic Fangio, I don't know where he at. Is he is he coaching? Is he a defensive coordinator somewhere? You know, if he if he's a you know, because I'm pretty sure like Dennis Allen, you know, you're gonna have to lose you know all ties with him. Or hell, you know, I, I wouldn't even mind like Chris Richard being promoted to defensive coordinator. Like I, I just feel like that whole look, that whole cold defensive coordinator thing. I feel like it just it's just some nonsense. I I, I do. I just feel like it's some absolute nonsense. 
we all know Dennis Allen, the one calling the plays. These dudes is up there in the room with him. He's the one that's deciding what plays the defense going to run. So that 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 is what I would do. I'll let I'll let Ryan Nielsen, you know, move on to the, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he's probably going to get some phone calls about coaching somewhere. I will, I will hire Frank Wright as my head coach. I put, you know, I put, you know, probably Chris Richard as my defensive coordinator and probably go somewhere else and try to hire myself offensive coordinator. You know, somebody that's that's up with the times, you know, that are, that are you know, know a little something, you know what I'm saying, that's up to date. And the defensive coordinator that can actually stop the RPO. Who's your second pick, TJ, for quarterback? Um, who's my? You said who's my pick for quarterback in the second in the second uh, round? Um, man, there's a there's a quarterback out here. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm at right now. You know, the, it, he's a guy who I feel like would be a, a really good pick uh, for the New Orleans Saints, all right? I'm trying to pull up his picture right now so y'all can see him. But he is an incredible quarterback, and I feel like he will be a good pick. He's a Coastal Carolina quarterback, and his name is Grayson McCall. Now, some of y'all probably ain't never heard of him, but Grayson McCall has the Coastal Carolina. Santa <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clears. He has these these boys out here with only one loss, and his and his stats are like insane right now. So Grayson McCall is probably a guy that can fall to you in a you know in the uh, second round, you know, and uh, I think that he will be a, a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. You know, if you if you can't get like a, a quarterback, if you can't get like a quarterback, you know, like in in free agency or nothing like that, you know, Grayson McCall would be the guy. You know he he can scramble. He got a good look. You know he got a good little uh deep um deep pass on him. He's a good decision maker. He doesn't make many mistakes. But only thing I feel like about him is you probably want to have a bridge quarterback. So if you want to bring back Andy Dalton one more year to help him develop, and then when Andy Dalton does what Andy Dalton does, then you can probably put him in. You know. But yeah, Grayson McCall is a guy that I, I would look at. You know, he, he's a really good quarterback. And I feel like, you know, he, you, you like I said, I don't know if he's a day one starter, but he's definitely a quarterback I feel like can be a future, a future star in the NFL. I want to see Dennis Allen get fired next week if we lose to the Steelers. That ain't happening. They'll wait till the end of the season. Jaleel Dean, thank you very much for 199. Frank Wright as a head coach, Kingsbury, uh, Kingsbury as an OC, Richard as a DC. Yeah, but only way you'll see Cliff Kingsbury probably get fired if somebody like Sean Payton take his place. And if Clean's, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is your offensive coordinator, I like I said, I wouldn't mind it. But I think with a guy like him, he'll probably go back to college and make a lot of money. You know, some some guys are just not – you know, NFL coaches, you know, Urban Meyer is one of them, right? You know, uh, Nick Saban was another. You know, like some guys are probably just, you know, they just fare out well in college. So Cliff Kingsbury, if he does get fired, he'll get hired in, in, in college really, really quickly. And he'll make a lot more money. Instead of sticking around as an offensive coordinator, that's what I would do. 
Look, shout out to Olave. That kid is, is going to be great. I agree. He's a smart player. No, he reminds me of. He reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Like I was looking at him. <laughs> I was looking at him tonight. And I'm like, man, what does this dude remind me of? There was one play where he, you know, when Baltimore was playing zone coverage and he found a soft spot in that coverage and he caught it and just fell down to the ground. I'm like, he reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Like Marvin Harrison is a guy who caught a lot of passes and didn't absorb a lot of punishment because he was so smart. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't trying to fight for extra yards if it wasn't there. If he knew like the guy was trying to make a beeline to his head, he'll get down. Like his route running ability, his skill set reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Some of y'all probably, you know, some of y'all probably too young to appreciate how great Marvin Harrison was. I'm not definitely worship Marvin Harrison. You know what I'm saying? Marvin Harrison was, you know, the wide receiver that I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, but that's who he reminds me of. He reminds me, he reminds me of Marvin Harrison. Like go, like go and watch Marvin Harrison run routes and catch the ball and the decisions that he make and tell me that don't remind you of of Chris Olave. They they got the same build. <laughs> they, I, he's faster than Marvin, but it is they they identical. Like it, it's almost like you know like Marvin Harrison got reincarnated in in the form of Chris Olave. Fact, CJ, I said the same thing about him and his hands. Route running reminds me of where he reminds like it, it's crazy. Like even like <laughs> like even it like the, even the way he runs reminds me of Marvin Harrison. If you don't, if you haven't seen Marvin Harrison, like play some of y'all probably a little bit young. Y'all probably wondering like who is Marvin Harrison? Like go back and watch the Marvin Harrison highlights. Tell me that don't remind you of Chris Olave because it does. It is just me, TJ, or does last season feel more funnier than this season? I don't know. Uh, is that the best way to put it? Uh, but it's just feeling boring this year. It's not boring. I mean, honestly, it's probably the most exciting that the team has been. It just they suck. You know, <laughs> like you know, they're not good, and that that makes us frustrated. But um, there's there's never there's. I mean, there's very little boredom on my end, you know, because there's always something going on. And there's so many other positions. Like, you know, we we never had to worry about things like coaches, quarterbacks, and all that kind of stuff. They're like, we ain't care. Like, for, for 16 years, we had stability at the quarterback position. And we knew as long as nine go out there on the field, we was going to do something. You know what I'm saying? We might more likely we going to win. Then, you know, we might lose, but we know we is going to be in that game because nine was out there. So, but now it's like, you know, you got all these different storylines. I think Jameis is ready to check down more. Let's go. I don't, I don't think they're going to go with him, man. They probably look at this game as a outlier. And if you're DA, you're probably going to look at it as outlier because you're, Dennis Allen. Uh, Marvin Harrison is a good player. Um, yeah. Tell you, man. Look look at Chris Olave. And that man, it's ironic. His son actually went, goes to Ohio State too, Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., who is the complete opposite of his dad. Like, he, he, like, the way he plays receiver is the complete opposite of his dad. Like, Marvin Harrison Jr., 
I'm trying to see. Marvin Harrison Jr. reminds me, like the way that he plays is is more like a Dez Bryant type, right? He can win those 50-50 balls. And Dez Bryant was very underrated as a route run. But he's a bully when it comes to catching the ball. And, he, and he's more like a like more like a Michael Thomas. Because Michael Thomas is kind of a Dez Bryant type receiver. Right, not gonna really beat you deep or anything like that. You know, he gonna win them fifty-fifty balls, and he gonna kind of, you know, beat you, you know, beat you up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Chris Olave is fundamentally sound. He has really good hands. He's smart, you know, and and he's extremely talented. And the Saints have a bright future. You know, yeah, they have a bright future with him as a wide receiver because he's he's not one of those guys who. Who really like he, he's a team guy, and you can tell like it's, it's genuine. And I hope he stays that way, you know, because sometimes you start getting that little skrilla and a little bit of attention, it can get to you. But I don't know. I, I don't think that he he is he's like that. He's like a combination of Marvin Harrison and Isaac Bruce. I wouldn't say Isaac Bruce, because um no different, like like to me, Isaac Bruce was. A, a good route runner, but to me, he wasn't a great route runner. Like, if you had, like, I feel like to me, I, I like, okay, if you said Tory Holt, I agree with you on that. Because what people won't tell you is Tory Holt was a better route runner than, than Isaac Bruce was. The only difference is Tory Holt was faster than Isaac Bruce. Now, Isaac Bruce to me reminds me of Michael Irvin. You know what I'm saying? Mike, like the Michael Irvin type. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? They'll do their little thing, catch all, everything that goes their way. But he, like, I, if you put that Tory Holt comparison, I would say yes. But Isaac Bruce, I don't think so. <clears throat> Marvin Harrison had a little, you know, he can take the top off the defense too. Because you look at like when Peyton Manning used to throw the ball to him, he used to throw the ball over the top. Uh, a lot of Emmanuel Sanders, nah, I, I, no disrespect to Emmanuel Sanders, but he he is a better route runner and a better pass catcher than Emmanuel Sanders. Seriously. No disrespect to Emmanuel Sanders. He was good. But Chris Olave, as far as his, his route running ability, he better. Like, and, and the thing, the crazy thing and the scariest thing about all this is he going to get better than what he is now. Now that narrative is out the window, Dalton will surely lose you games and definitely – uh, can't be relied on to win you one. That, that ain't that the truth. Ain't that the truth? My goodness. Hit the nail on the head with that one. Isaac Bruce wasn't a great route runner, huh? Do you remember Isaac Bruce before Tory Holt? Nah, I don't remember. I don't remember, bro. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I ain't remember. I, I, you know, he wasn't a, like he was good. Have I seen better route runners than him? Yes, I have. Isaac Bruce was a, you know what I'm saying? He, he was fundamentally sound, but a great route runner? Nope. I stand on that. I can I can name I can name at least 10 better route runners than Isaac Bruce was. I mean, you know, like what and then on top of that, like, of course I've seen Isaac Bruce. Like the Saints and the Rams used to play in the same division before they split it up. So of course I saw it. But yeah, good, yes. You know what I'm saying? Great, no. Great route runners, 
or the Jerry Rices, great route runners or Marvin Harrison's, great route runners or Sterling Sharp, great route runners or Chris Carter. Those are great route runners. Those, those are great, like really great route runners. Isaac Bruce, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he can go off, but like I said, I seen better route runners than he was. You know, I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being real. Isaac Bruce was talented, but I feel like Torrey Holt was a better route runner than he was. I mean, and the thing about it is you ain't see that. You didn't see that because Isaac Bruce got the majority of the, of the, uh, of the looks because he was the number one guy. But when Mark, uh, Mark Bolger became a quarterback, that's when you start seeing Torrey Holt. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Torrey Holt was a beast. Like, seriously, man, he had that speed and that man can stop on a diamond leave chain. Uh, man, bro. I know, I know y'all see, like, when y'all say, like, man, great route runners, you know, he catch a lot of passes. Yeah, that, that is true. But I just feel like Torrey Holt was better. Antonio Brown was a good, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Now he definitely was. Bruce and Holt were great in that offense. Matt, all I'm saying is, like, looking at, I don't know, I won't get into it, but there's certain things that I look at. Nah, Chris Carter, nah, Chris Carter, new, new, nah, Shadow, I, I can't, I can't do it, man. He had really good, he, like, he had really good hands, but he was a hell of a route runner. Like, like. That's who that's who Michael Thomas is. Like that, that's who Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is the modern day Chris Carter. So Michael Thomas has good hands, but he's a hell of he's a hell of a route runner. Like because Shadow Band, because he has such good hands, you don't appreciate the good route running ability. But hell, you had to get open to get <laughs> you had to get open, man. You know, and he wasn't the fastest person in the world. So you had to, like, when you're running like 4-3, 4-2, you, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of get away with it, right? But you you have guys sometimes that can have that speed and still be good route runners. Stefan Diggs, yeah, 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 he, he definitely is. He definitely wanted a bet. Joe Horn, yeah, Joe Horn was a good route runner too. Good, but not great. DeAndre Hawkins, yeah, he's great. The Jets took out the Bills yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Despite uh, his baggage, Antonio Brown was a tremendous phys- uh, physical condition, and he was always, yeah, I, I can't take it away from him. Great, great route runner. My prediction, 5-12, and 12, new staff, Jameis comes back, Jordan and DeBario retired, Badger and Jarvis gone. Nah, I mean, you you already got the honey badger for at least, what, two more years? Joe Horn was a dangerous receiver. He played way bigger than he was. Yeah. Ocho Cinco was good. Yeah, good, not great. Good, not great. Uh, Locked on Saints Live. Now, nah, shouts out to my guy, Ross Jackson. About to go ahead and hand it off to him. Deshaun Jackson, good, not great. Good, not great. T.O., great, great route runner. Joe Horn taught right or right. 
Roddy White, y'all may not like it. Good route runner. I ain't going to say great. Good good route runner. Mark Clayton for the Dolphins. Great route runner. Great route runner. You can mind the whole Mark's brothers, Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. Both of them was like, it was unfair. It was unfair. Julio, great. Great route runner. I mean, I think his speed sometimes, you know what I'm saying, like takes away from his, his ability. Oh, man. This is my guy right here. Tim Brown. Yeah, great route runner. Great, great route runner. Andre Rising, good route runner. Hines Wood, good route runner. Megatron. <laughs> you want to be real? Good route runner, but just was a beast. Like, he didn't even have to run good. He didn't even have to run great routes. He was <laughs> He was just a freak of nature. You know what I'm saying? You running like a 4-2, 4-3. Got about a 45-inch vertical leap. I mean, catch everything in sight. Yeah. Coasting, good route runner. Not great. <laughs> what about Calvin Ridley and Cooper for the cup? I mean, Cooper for the cup. Cooper for the Browns. <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper. Close to great, you know, but still in a good category. Calvin Ridley, book still out of order. Decent. I would say decent. He Like, decent route runner. He was starting to, like, come on, you know, as, you know, Julio was starting to leave. He was starting to, like, kind of uh, carve out a lane for himself. So, But he has a – like, he has – he has a couple more years for me to kind of evaluate that. Lance Moore, decent. Jerry Rice, great. Brandon Cooks, good. Davenport is not a bust. He can get pressure. He needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Davenport, look, man. Man, it's just, it's just a string of bad luck. <laughs> Art Monk. Um... Good, good, not great. Jordan Nelson, good. Man, where all this route running stuff come from, I'm still sick behind this loss. Hey, man, I mean, we saw the end of the show. <laughs> we saw the end of the show. Like, there's only so many times, I mean, so many ways we can break down this L. Uh, Steve Smith, great, great route runner. First off, the man about 5'9", right? Um, basically the honey badger offense. Yeah, he was a great route runner. Prime T.Y. Hilton. Decent. Decent. Andre Johnson. Great. Sterling Shaw. Great. Steve Smith once again. Great. Prime A.J. Green. Good. Borderline great. Borderline great. John Taylor. Whoo. Good. James Lofton. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he was a he was a great uh route runner. Antonio Freeman, good. Antonio Freeman, you know, I mean, all those prime years that he had with the Green Bay Packers, he I mean, he was the number one guy, but I can't put him in a great category. TJ, you see what Sean said. 
he always been a fan of Lamar Jackson. Like, if you were, why did you, thank you. I think he was talking about he had like a, a, a third round grade on him or something. I don't know. John Taylor for the 49. Yeah, I said good. Steve Largent, great. Steve Smith played like he was six foot four. Andre Reed, great. Shannon Sharp, good. Reggie Wayne started out good, ended his career great. Sterling destroyed primetime in Atlanta. We ain't gonna talk about that. Don't talk, don't disrespect my coach like that. <laughs> Steve Smith was awesome and the meanest look there. Look, we hate Steve Smith as Saints fans for a reason. Deion Sanders, <laughs> a beast. Odell Beckham was great. He was on his way. He was on his way. You know, but yeah, above, above good. Okay, he was close. He on that threshold. Florida Persia Harbor, good. Randy Moss, good. And let me let me make this clear. Once again, just like Megatron, they they were just freaks of nature. I mean, I mean, a, I mean most of the time he was just running nine routes because <laughs> they always work. So I'm gonna say good. Like, yeah, you don't see, you don't remember like Randy Moss running no shallow cross or nothing like that. You know, <laughs> like it was always like a deep shot down the field. So, nah, I can't put him into the great category. Donald Driver, above, uh, like, up there, like, good, a little, you know what I'm saying, close to great. <laughs> LeBron James, we talk basketball, GOAT. Uh, not the GOAT, because Michael Jordan the GOAT, in my opinion, but a GOAT. Michael Thomas, great. Victor Cruz, good. Reggie Wayne. Like I said, started off good, ended up great. Steve Largen, great. Reggie Wayne, great. Victor Cruz, great. <laughs> Willie Jackson, <laughs> no comment. Florida Prince Auburn was a beast for real. I'm still seeing the same people. Prime Thielen, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I agree. I ain't seen nobody put his name out here yet. Cooper Cup, great. Jordy Nelson, good. <laughs> Somebody said move shadow. Wes Welker, good. <laughs> off the car. <laughs> uh, hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. <laughs> Eric Martin. <laughs> Average. Devontae Adams. Good borderline great. Willie Beeman. Got the lady screaming. John Jefferson. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Harold Jackson. <laughs> And we talk about Harold Jackson, the head coach of Jackson State. Uh, somebody hit that Bishop Bo Winkle one more time. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. goat. <laughs> he up there with Jerry Rice in my book. Kevin White. Wayne Quebec, 
I got a lot of respect for that brother, man. He he he, he came into the league the hard way. Played for the Jets. <sighs> average though, man. Average. Keith Kirkwood. <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler, good actor. <laughs> DK Metcalf, average. Julian Edelman. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I said Courtney Roby. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Goat. Should have won the Heisman. Odell, like I said, uh, good. Has a possibility of being great. Deontay Hardy. Um, no comment. A.J. Brown. Decent. This was proud Kevin White. is an awesome gunner. Yeah, he did. Hey, hey, Kevin White was getting down there. Y'all seen that boy clapping. Yeah, boy clapping out there. That boy is right there on the spot. I don't know if he would have made the tackle, but he was, he was, you know, Duvernay didn't do much. What are your comments on cap cleanup? Uh, he sucks. Uh, terrible head coach. Um, want this dude off my sidelines. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, look, there's nothing about Dennis Allen I've said that y'all haven't heard already. He sucks as a head coach. Sorry. You know? And then people were like, well, what you know about football and will and like, man, miss me with all that, bro. If anybody out here defending Dennis Allen after nine weeks of football, bro, you can't talk to me about no football no more. Dennis Allen sucks. <laughs> it's just that simple. At least Duvernay didn't bust. Uh, yep, that, that's the best part about it. DA's new nickname <laughs> is he suck. Man, DA don't even deserve a like Dennis Allen don't even deserve a nickname. He don't even really deserve us saying DA. I just want, like I said, I just want this dude off my sidelines. It, it's just that simple. Santana Moss. Uh decent. I mean, he was talented though. Miami, that boy was a beast. Uh, your top five all-time wide receivers. Top five all-time wide receivers. Larry Fitzgerald, in no particular order, by the way. Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, Tim Brown, and Sterling Sharp. Why I say Sterling Sharp? Because Sterling Sharp was a beast. He just didn't finish out his career. And, I mean, Mount Rushmore, top favorite receiver ever, Marvin Harrison. Like, <laughs> there's Marvin Harrison and then there's those five guys that y'all that I've just mentioned Marvin Harrison to me I mean Jerry Rice you know what I'm saying it's blasphemy not to say Jerry Rice the greatest wide receiver of all time but to me to me Marvin Harrison was the GOAT okay I, I just like the way he conducted his business man caught man go for three touchdowns go sit at the edge of the bench don't say nothing you know what I'm saying like we're not here trying to celebrate in a diva receiver type world that was the NFL during the time when he was in his prime, he would just, he, he did it the right way, man. He talented. Like he was like, man, I'm gonna let my game do the talking. That was my guy. You know, like from him eating the tasty cakes before every game, like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just respect the hell out of him. And this may sound crazy though, but, Another player that I idolized growing up. Now, he didn't have a, as a successful career as, like, some of these other guys. But I think, like, look, if you were a teenager growing up in the, like, the early 
like late, well, late 90s, early 2000s, you had to love Peter Warwick for the Florida State. Number nine, when he was at Florida State, like Peter Warwick was like the first like Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like that dynamic. Like how we talk about Percy Harvin, how we talk about Vic. Like Peter Warwick was that dude. And you know what I'm saying? Like that that's a guy like I think everybody like wanted to be nine. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wanted to be number. Like when he was in high school, like, man, what number? I want to be nine like Warwick. Everybody wanted to be Peter Warwick. Cause he was like so dynamic, man. He could play receiver. Like he returned him punt. Like, I don't know how he didn't win a Heisman. I don't. I don't know how this dude didn't win a Heisman. He was a special guy to watch. So, I mean, like I said, I know he didn't pan out. He ended up getting drafted to the uh, Bengals and didn't work out. But my goodness, what a talent he got. Anquan Bowden, another guy. Love him, man. Missed third down himself. Talent, physicality, everything that you want in, in a wide receiver. But yeah, man, Peter Warwick was Peter Warwick was that dude. And when it comes to fundamentals, Marvin Harrison was the other guy. You know, like that, like there's Marvin Harrison and there's everybody else. And like there's no disrespect to any of those wide receivers, like that that's great, but Marvin Harrison was my guy. TJ Doe uh LT makes uh your top uh running backs. Are, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to see like my my favorite running backs of all time. Barry Sanders, um, LaDamian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk. I'm kind of biased today. We went to the same high school. Um, I wasn't a real big Emmitt Smith fan. I hated Emmitt Smith because I hated the Cowboys. So Everyone nothing to do with him. Um, Roger Craig. And I'm trying to see who would be who would be another like five. I'm trying to I'm really trying to look like throughout history here. Mm, I think I think if I had to choose like who would be my fifth uh, favorite, it'd probably be Thurman Thomas. Yeah, it'd probably be Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas, I, I liked him. You know, so yeah. Bo Jackson, ah man. Um, I was man, I was honestly too young to appreciate the dude greatness. I really was, man. I, I was too I was too young to appreciate it. Like I well, I was like maybe three, four years old when Bo Jackson was playing. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't remember. I seen somebody say Barry Foster. I was thinking about him though. Oh Madden, now he was my favorite. Like Madden 94. You have uh you have Mike Hodges and uh Barry <laughs> Barry Foster. Like man, Barry Foster was like super fast on, on that Madden 94. Homie said Roger Craig, that boy would knock you out with them knees and high running with hey Roger Craig was the first Camara. For those that may not know who the hell I'm talking about. Roger Craig was the first Camara. He was the first Marshall Falk. He was the first LT. He was the one that that you know, was the one catching the ball out of the backfield on that West Coast offense with Bill Walsh. He was the godfather of all that stuff. So yeah, Roger Craig, like that, that's, that is the, that's the easy E <laughs> of the, of the pass catching running back. 
So yeah, that yeah, I gotta put him up there. The guy who played for the Rams. I agree. I don't hear Cass say it, and that man was a beast. Yeah, man. Look, uh, somebody said Christian Nicole. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Christian Nicole, he had a little run until Steve Atwater knocked him on his behind. Thousand yard receiver and rushing. Yeah, man. That was unheard of at that time. Tony Dorsett. I look, I know Tony Dorsett is. I know he was a beast, but once again, that was one of those guys that I didn't watch play. So I can't really appreciate their greatness. And I'm look, and a lot of the you know reason why these guys aren't on my list because I, I didn't see the complete body of work. Ricky Waters, yeah. I mean, he had a little good little run with the Seattle Seahawks and uh played a few other places, but you know, I wouldn't put him in that category. Uh Curtis Martin was a good yeah, Curtis Martin, Curtis Martin was was just that that guy, you know what I'm saying? That was just steady. You know the crazy thing about it is this this is my real honest opinion. Curtis Martin is if Latavius Murray got a chance. Like, seriously. Like, if Latavius Murray got a chance with a team and he just played like 12 years, that's who, like, that's Curtis Martin for all those people that may not know. But to me, that's who he, like, Curtis Martin wasn't like, like, he just had the wild factor like something like LT did or, you know, like a Thurman Thomas did or like some of these other guys did, like Barry did. But all he did was his job. And, you know, and like I said, if that, like, that's who I feel like Latavius Murray would be, like, if they gave him a chance. Like, that, that's what Latavius Murray would end up being. Not, you know what I'm saying? Not the most flashiest, not going to, like, break your ankles down and nothing like that. Ain't going to be on, like, sports in the top 10, but, you know. But he had a pretty cool nickname by Chris Berman. Curtis, my favorite Martian. <laughs> my favorite Martin, I should say. Bo Jackson would play an entire baseball season, take a week off, then be uh starting running back with no training camp in preseason. Yeah, he was a beast, man. Like, I remember, like, you know, that Monday night football game. And also, I remember when he, uh you know, the classic uh footage when he uh, ran over Brian Bosworth. <laughs> you know, the Bos was supposed to be, like, this real, like, superstar in the pros because he had this big huge career at oklahoma and then here come bo jackson running that ball over on national television that was the end of it. it's kind of the same thing with christian nicole you know christian nicole and you know chris nicole uh got ran over by steve atwaters and that was it said curtis martin broke ankles yeah but but shadow you you know what i'm talking about man like when you think about breaking ankles you, you think about people like a berry you know what i'm saying like you know, uh, you think about people like uh, LaShawn McCoy. Like, those those dudes that break it down. You know, like, he he was, like, he, he can make a guy miss, but it was more on some one, one cut back type stuff. You know what I'm saying? It was like on some one cut back type. Like, he can make you miss from time to time, and if he start getting hot, uh, good luck stopping that. But, um, you know. I put bold nose in the Hall of Fame because of his impact, but damn it. Was a small glimpse. Yeah, man, he had that that hip injury, man, and like wrong era, you know, wrong era. You would have came up in this era, he probably would have continued his career. But Corey Dillon played his heart out. Yeah, Corey Dillon was good for the for the Cincinnati Bengals, and hell, he was good for Philadelphia as well. You know, Stephen Jackson, underrated running back. Like that's that's one of those guys that's probably gonna get lost in a 
in the sands of time because you're going to have so many other running backs that come along and kind of surpass him. But yes, he, he was a moment. Terrell Davis, I mean, he in the Hall of Fame. Had a good little run. Priest Holmes, yeah. For the for the Chiefs, yes. Yes, man. That man, that man was a beast. Priest Holmes, yeah, get that boy the ball. I mean, he had like almost like he had like one crazy season, man. I think he had like 10, 11 straight games with 100 yards. Like it was something like that. Uh Clint Portis, yeah. Clint Portis uh for the Redskins and, and with the Denver Broncos. Oh, yes. Yeah, real good talented guy. And let's not forget Frank Gore. Yeah, I mean, look, won the battle of attrition. Man, he almost played so long, you almost been able to play with his son. Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah, man. It, look, Hall of Fame. Soon as that boy like reaches five years of eligibility. First ballot Hall of Fame. Larry Johnson had moments, had moments. Had moments for the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we all know he was a star at Penn State. But for some apparent reason, man, them Penn State running backs just can't stay healthy, right? Who was that? Uh who was that uh what that Kajana Carter? You know what I'm saying? Like what didn't he play for Penn State? It was somebody else I can't remember, man. Somebody fresh my memory, but they they came in the league with a bunch of fan fan that just didn't didn't pan out. Work done in Vic. Yeah, that, that was a good combination right there. Lamar Jackson as well as Taysom Hill. <laughs> Fred Taylor was low-key cheat code on man. Yeah, Fred Taylor was good. Uh, Matt Forte. Yeah, Matt Forte had a good little run. Uh, yeah, the muscle hamster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he had a good little run as well, you know, with the uh, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He said Larry Sinners, man. We just pulling out names. Yeah, Larry Sinners for the, for the Cardinals. He did a little, he did his thing too. <laughs> Curtis Enos, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. Yeah, Curtis Enos and Kajana, and Kajana Carter. Let's see, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he was a beast. Malik, uh, Maurice Joe Drew. Yeah, he was good too. OJ Simpson, I'm, I'm a little bit too young to appreciate OJ's contributions to football. I got to put emphasis on football. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ironhead Haywood. Uh, ain't Harold that name and uh, ain't hear that name. Yeah, Craig Ironhead Haywood. Yeah, he now nah, I remember him, you know. Yeah, he was a beast too. Jerome Bettis, beast. Lawrence Phillips could have been a beast, but just couldn't stay out of trouble. Maurice Claret should have stayed in college. Um, him trying to you know jump into the NFL prematurely, it just rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He had to set out. Then he ended up getting drafted to the Denver Broncos and he didn't prepare to you in training. He bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddled his way out the league. So Jamal Lewis, I felt, should have done uh, more after almost breaking Dickerson. Yeah, when he ran for 2,000 yards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked nobody mentioned this dude's name. Chris Johnson. Ain't nobody mentioned Chris Johnson, man. I mean, he was out there running that rock for the Tennessee Titans, man. Brandon Jacobs was the Derrick Henry of his time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Brandon Jacobs was a freak of nature. 6'2", about 250, 260 pounds. And him and Amari Bradshaw, they were the thunder and lightning. Dalton Hilliard, yeah, he was good. OJ the GOAT. <laughs> uh, Arian Foster, most uh, one of the most underrated running backs of all time. 
TJ, who's your Super Bowl uh, prediction? You know, honestly, I don't even know. But if I had to choose, I'd say the Vikings and the Bills. Uh, we need to break uh, this team up and see what we can get from uh, some of these players. Yeah. Jim Brown, GOAT. Don't hear you, GOAT. Brandon Jacobs and Tiki was dirty. Yeah, I liked him in the Mod Bradshaw better, to be honest. I don't, I'm not a real big fan of Tiki Barber. Mike Allstott, to me, one of the top five best fullbacks of all time. Nobody uh, don't want Aaron Rodgers. Let him state, man, Aaron Rodgers. Chris Johnson got paid, then phoned it in. Joseph Adai, 08-11. Let's see, Brandon Jacobs, a.k.a. Tiptoe Burglar. <laughs> Eddie George is known as the alien if you could build and run it back in the lab. Yeah. I mean, big physical guy. Can't stand. Man, I'm not a fan of T.E. Barber. I'm just not. I mean, I forgot about C.J. Yeah, man. Chris Johnson was a beast. C.J. 2K. Say, Ricky Cadillac Williams, the interim coach of the Auburn Tigers, which make me feel old as I don't know what, because I remember when Cadillac Williams was at Auburn, him and Ronnie Brown. Y'all remember them? When they had Cadillac, because they end up like going to the Sugar Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, because they got screwed out of the national championship uh, in Oklahoma, end up going to the national championship to play against USC, and they got straight mud walked by USC. But yeah, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, and then you had, um, man, Jason Campbell, you know what I'm saying, as, as the quarterback. Yeah, them boys pretty good, the Auburn Tigers back in them days. Man, y'all making me go into the archives, man, when it comes to this sports. Yeah, but yeah, we know we know a little bit more about, you know what I'm saying, just, just Saints football. So I appreciate y'all coming up with these names. College Reggie Bush, beast. Beast. What wasn't what he was in college in the pros, but yeah. CJ Spiller was also putting up numbers until he came to the Saints, and then you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I just think all those injuries kind of caught up with uh cj spiller but between being in clemson and then also playing for buffalo yeah he he was good man but i think buffalo kind of used him you know is you know used him up and by the time he got with the saints he wasn't the same guy let's see uh shady mccoy yeah shady mccoy was good uh let's see uh priest Holmes. yeah priest Holmes. i think we already mentioned him Darren McFadden in college, yeah, in Arkansas, yeah, he was a beast. And the crazy thing about it is, man, him and Peyton Hillis, you know, <laughs> him and Peyton Hillis played together in college. Ain't that crazy? You know, Peyton Hillis was like, nobody even knew who he was. Ricky Waters, thank God. Yeah, uh, somebody mentioned uh, Willis McGahee, yeah. Willis McGahee would have ended up being like super, super special. Like he, he is almost like, you know, the person that people just mistake, you know, Marshawn Lattimore for Marcus Lattimore. You know, everybody called Marshawn Marcus for some reason, but they call him Marcus because Marcus Lattimore, the running back out of South Carolina, he would have been Adrian Peterson. He would have been, you know what I'm saying, one of those beast running backs, and then he tore his left ACL, and then he tore his right ACL, and, man, he just he just lost something special. <clears throat> uh, Amai Green, a.k.a. Permanent Eddie Point, you know, some of y'all don't know what an Eddie point is. 
you know when a guy get a fresh line and then over the course of time uh you know probably a week pass and you start getting that little hair that grows right back in the center of your head I don't know about y'all, but we used to call that an Eddie point. You know what I'm saying? For Eddie Monster. Y'all know that Eddie Monster used to have that little sharp little V in the middle of his head. That was all my uh all my <laughs> all my green used to have. We used to call it permanent Eddie point. <laughs> but yeah, I might agree was a, a good running back, man. He he was good. Uh Trent Richardson. If we talking about college, yes. Uh if we talking about it, the pros, hex now. Nah uh dorsey levens yeah dorsey levens was pretty decent i wouldn't put him up there in my top running back category but he had a good little run uh widow's peak is what they call it now nah, widow's peak is like <laughs> when you missing <laughs> when you only got like the the middle part of your head you know what i'm saying and then like the other part like it's gone you know what i'm saying like it almost looked like you got a mohawk right you know what I'm saying like a half shade mohawk you know, like that—that's that's what Widow's Peak is. At any point, like I said, you get that fresh line. You know, like when you go to a barber shop, you know the the barber pull out the pencil. He might put a little airbrush on your head. You know what I'm saying to make your your line more defined. And then when that wear off, maybe a week later, you have like this little hair that just grows right in the center, like right in the center of your uh, forehead. You know what I'm saying, right above it. You know, they call it an edit point. And that's what we used to call it. I don't know about y'all. We used to call that edit point. <laughs> we used to call that an edit point like that boy got that eddy and they will rib you from sun up to sundown you come there with the edit point you be in the mirror you know trying to trying to use my my grandpa razor or something like that to try to shave off the edit point <laughs> napoleon kaufman yeah he was pretty good uh probably his best times was when he was in college you know <laughs> Ain't nobody mentioned Tim Biaka Batuk. <laughs> Anelius Williams and Deshaun Jackson. Look, I always got respect for Anelius Williams. He is the first football player that I ever got an autograph of. And he was an extremely nice guy. And um he was all he, he's always been kind to me. You know what I'm saying? I reached out to him a couple of times. He always responded and showed some love. Um uh, Sean Alexander. Yeah, Sean Alexander was good. <laughs> Beanie Williams. <laughs> Good in college, not so much of the pros. He had some moments. Let's <laughs> see. Ain't nobody mentioned Ryan Dane. <laughs> Eric Bienemy. Yeah. Eric <laughs> Eric sleeping with Bienemy. Uh yeah. He was pretty good as a running back. The Nigerian nightmare. <laughs> yeah, we, we already talked about him. <clears throat> We already talked about him, man. I said he, he was pretty good until he got ran over by, you know, until he got ran over by Steve Atwater's on primetime television. But, yeah. But, folks, I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. And this has been fun, you know. Always towards the end of the show, for those that are new, uh, we normally, you know, just kind of, you know, talk about just random stuff towards the end. But final thought about the game is very, very simple. Um. The Baltimore Ravens came to play, and the New Orleans Saints did not. It's just that simple. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are on the trajectory of being one of the best teams in the AFC, even though I know they lost three games, but, I mean, they could easily have won those games. So all you can do is kind of dust yourself off, you know what I'm saying, like get the blood off your lip and, and move forward to Pittsburgh and can't have too many more slip-ups. You know, you got a little help. Uh 
Atlanta Falcons uh, lost. Uh, Tampa won, which was not a good thing. Um, but, hey, man, you got to win out. You still control your own destiny. I mean, we'll see. But as long as the New Orleans Saints got games, we're going to be right here on the State of the Saints podcast, giving you all the up-to-date information about the New Orleans Saints, talking about it. And I really do appreciate your time. And be sure that you hit the like button if you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And also you can follow me on Twitter at TJAYJones8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?